My name is John A. Walker, and I'm the Chief Inspiration Officer at the Success Group, Inc. This, this, is, this is Diversified, Diversified Game. 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 Game, a podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. Hey, it's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, I have Miss Jane Walker. Don't that sound like something? Sounds like, you know, I could be speaking French on my next sentence. Um, just you say, you know, but I won't, you guys, because my French is awful. But she is going to give us the game on how she became a leadership coach, a trainer, you know, motivational businesswoman. Jane, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Oh, I am phenomenal. Thank you so much for allowing me to come on and speak to everybody and tell them the nitty gritty of how I got to where I am. That's awesome. Yeah, let's let's start because you don't get to this position of helping people in not just their business, but in their life without going through some ups and downs of your own and, you know, hitting your head and saying, oh, I don't ever want to do that again. So, you know, what was the motivation? Yeah, the motivation was, um, you know, I struggled um, as a young person with uh, low self-esteem, lack of confidence, um, body issues, all kinds of issues that a lot of young women, um, young black women, you know, we kind of grow up with. And I feel like um, if I could overcome it, which I I don't necessarily say I'm overcoming it because it's a it's a daily thing that I have to work through, but it's a workable, <laughs> it's figure outable, <laughs> right? And so I want to help other people figure out how they can be successful either in their business or in their career because it all boils down to how you think and how you feel about yourself. Well, let's go right into it because I like this topic and it's a topic every night on YouTube. Some folks are, you know, listening to, you know, what is their value? Is it high? Is it low? What makes you high, low, man, woman and all that? But I can tell you guys, I met Jane at the Talented Teen Club and I thank uh, Ms. Sean for, um, you know, putting that together and I'm glad I connected with you. But there is absolutely nothing like, I, you know, she is like, there's nothing body wise. You'd be like, that person's not, you know, she could be on TV on any channel. So, <laughs> you know, the, the, the body issues, though, you could be as in best shape as possible and people still say, I want to fix my left toe. So can you talk <laughs> about, like, for you, what struggles you had and how do you, you know, every day work on that? Yeah. So, you know, like you said, you can have the most perfect body or and I don't even think there is such a thing, but, you know, people can look at other people and say, wow, that person looks great. And inside, no one would ever know that that person is struggling with something about the way that they look. 
right? And so for me, it was a couple of different issues. First off, I'm super tall. You met me, right? I'm, I'm five, eight and a half. I'm super tall. I'm dark skin. And I grew up, you know, I was born in the seventies. So I grew up in the eighties and it, that whole dark skin, light skin thing, you know, it's still traumatizing to a lot of us out there because everybody at that point was like, oh no, you're not light skin. And, you know, yeah, I'm a tall, dark skin. And, and at that time I was super, super, super skinny. And so I stood out and not in a good way. And, uh, you know, there were comments that were made and what happened is instead of letting those comments <laughs> roll off my back, I somehow internalized it. So the things that the negative things that people were saying to me and about me, I began saying, to and about myself. And so that was the struggle for me. Wow. And a lot of that, tell me, you know, if I'm wrong, but a lot of that comes internally in the black community, correct? That, I mean, it was in your own, it wasn't even having to step out and the criticism that we give ourselves. So you guys, you know, who are still doing those old school things, because we remember, oh, that good hair and, you know, those good eyes and all that stuff. (laughs) And it's like, that ain't got nothing to do with nothing in life. Right. So, you know, hopefully we can get past and evolve. Now, the business side of it, you know, I want you to brag a little because I accidentally thought that, you know, your car, and I don't know how I messed up a beautiful Lexus with the red interior for, <laughs> for, for my Mazda, but I thought my family was waiting for me, like, let's go. And I jumped in her car, like, okay, I'm, I'm ready. I don't, I don't, you know, make sure you don't leave me. I got the, the, the master key, but you have to be doing well in business to have a car like that. Give them your business background and how you got there. Yeah, sure. So I always had an entrepreneurial spirit. I always, even though I I suffer with um, negative thinking and poor self-talk, I always was intrigued by people that had companies. You know, when little girls were thinking about their wedding day and their wedding dress, I was thinking about briefcases and heels and suits. And so I was already a little different. So I knew that business was made for me. And so I um, went on to get a master's degree in, in business administration. And that program literally changed my life. Um, it changed the level of confidence that I had in myself. And um, when I moved to Florida, I originally got into sales. And that's where my background is is very strong at. It's in uh, marketing and sales. And those are two skill sets, unfortunately, that we either shy away from or we tell other people not to get into it because it's all about the stable check, right? So, you know, I made a career out of something that everybody told me not to jump into. And, um, you know, getting into it, I, I began to fall in love with developing my personal skills so that way I can 
improve in my career. And so I began to teach myself and learn all these different traits as it relates to sales and marketing. And then I got to a point to where people started asking me to train other people that had maybe been 20, 30 years older than me. And so I began to be known for a person that had a certain skill set that a lot of people thought was difficult, but I was able to take my skill sets and transfer them over to the next person. And so that is when I really began to find my what I believe to be my true calling for my business. And so, of course, at that time, I wanted to do something where I could work with people on sales and marketing. And unfortunately, there's just not a lot of roles out there um, you know, in my field for people who look like me, let alone in this area. So there was no seat at the table. So what do we do when there's no seat at the table? <laughs> we create our own table. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so my company is a result of a lot of no's, a lot of you can't do this and a lot of there's just no room for you or we can't afford you. So I just created my own company where I could take my sales and marketing skills and teach other people, whether they were in um, entrepreneurship or whether they were in a sales and marketing role at their company. And that's how I got here today. Um, you know, just literally wanting to do something that I love. And, and, you know, in medical sales, you definitely, you know, are selling to the physicians, but who would have thought that a theater major, you know, um, would then go and use her skills to, you know, sell to the doctors and their services before getting into medical sales was the goal to, you know, be a thespian? <laughs> Absolutely. The goal was to be a thespian. Um, I am a thespian at heart. I am a natural thespian and I will always be a thespian. And it's so funny that you bring that up because my my theater advisors, when they found out that I was going into business, my advisor nearly had a heart attack. He says, what are you doing? You're supposed to be in theater. You're going to go and ruin it with business. And I had to explain to people, I said, it makes perfect sense how I ended up from theater into business. And I'm going to explain it because a lot of people, they always ask me the same question. Well, when you are in theater, when you are auditioning for roles, right, you go up against hundreds of people sometimes, right? And so I would go in and I would go to the audition. I would prepare and I would get my monologue together. I would research, you know, the character. And I would walk in there and be that character. And the thrill of all of that was hearing, yes, you got the part or no, you didn't get the part. So I fell in love with the competitiveness of getting the yes or the no. And so when I thought about what I wanted to do in, in, in my career, I'm like, hmm, what can I do that's going to allow me to present to other people, possibly be on stage, right, selling, or being around other people that can either give me a yes or a no. And the first thing that came to my mind was, I'm going to try sales, <laughs> and literally, that's that's how my brain equated it. 
<laughs> now, now, let me ask you, um, you know, in sales and, and you, you make that leap, are you still doing um, any acting maybe in the theater? Would we catch you in anything local? Yeah, you know what? That's a really good question. Um, unfortunately, you don't see me in a lot of things. Um, you could probably YouTube me and you might see me in some commercials um, in the West Palm Beach area. You've probably seen me in several commercials, several, several radio spots. I've done, but nothing in the theater. Um, and, and a lot of that, Kellen, a lot of that is not because I don't want to, it's because of the time commitment that goes with having a, a role in an actual live show. Um, you know, with the rehearsals at night, um, with, uh, you know, calls on Saturdays and Sundays. It's just impossible um, with my with my career, unfortunately. And a lot of times in my career, I was doing a lot of traveling too. But you never know, you might catch me in something. You might, I think you might've sparked, uh, uh, you know, something in me. Maybe I will look for a little part somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, no part is little in theater. So, you know, whatever you choose to do, you choose to do. It's, it's you know, it, it's just an experience in using those talents and then just having fun. And I say monetize your life. Now, I want to ask you, um, and I'm doing this for a certain group of people, what is the first sound that a rabbit makes when it's born? The first sound that a rabbit makes when it's born? Yeah. <laughs> what kind of a question is that? That's okay. Interesting. <laughs> uh, okay. She, 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 I was setting that up for you ladies who collect rabbits and frogs who wear your pearls and your salmon and apple <laughs> green. So, you know, that, that was for y'all, y'all AKAs out there. I, I, I was setting it up. You know, so she, she could do that annoying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, that those who went to HBCUs, you you get it, you know. Uh, like. oh, let me let me first off, let me first off, just give a shout out to all of my sorors who are listening to this right now. Skiwi, I know he wanted me to do a higher pitch, but <laughs> Skiwi to all of my sorors out there, aka the first and the finest one nine oh eight. Yes, and shout out to all of my other Greek that are out there the other greek family we love you just as much so yes that is a big part of my life i love being um an aka and i and i got a chance to to do it the right way i pledged undergrad and i had several years of um being greek in undergrad and i had a lot of fun doing that so <laughs> and if you didn't catch that because you didn't you know pledge or if you didn't go to an hbcu or a college that had that because maybe, you know, everybody was different. Maybe you were in uh, London or something, going to Oxford. Um, you know, she said she did it the right way. She was talking about y'all on paper. So <laughs> that's why she said that. <laughs> you know, I just want to clear the air. This is this is that type of show. We, we, Kelly, you're going to get me in trouble. Stop it. <laughs> you know, and on paper, for you know, those who really don't know, it's for the ones who in grad school, after they were done, said, that would have been cool to do. No. You know, but no. maybe they weren't cool enough. Maybe they didn't have the money. We're going there. That's not going to be edited out. But, you know. Storers, <laughs> please, 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 please excuse my little slip up. That is not what I meant. 
Kelly, <laughs> you about to get me in trouble. That is not what I meant, sis. No, he he's he's just joking with y'all. I love all of my sororers, and you know when I when I said that, I meant I didn't wait until you know last semester, senior year, you know, and not really get a chance to experience it. Like I I got the full Greek experience, and, and I loved it. And and another reason why I say that too is because my sorority sisters are a part of my success. I've carried them with me. Um, the people that were in my chapter, you know, they didn't realize that they were a lot older. I pledged as a freshman. I was 18 years old when I went to college, 18 years old when I pledged. And those girls, my sisters really took me um, and really molded me even more from what my mom did and shaped me into the person that I am today. And so that's what I kind of meant. Like I actually got to experience it, experience it for a very long time. And it really helped me to become the person that I am today. No, I love to hear those stories. And now that you are giving that back to groups like the Talented Teen Club right here in you know Palm Beach County, can you talk about how important it is? And, you know, let me rephrase that. What is your community give back to the community since you have had success and the best was yet to come? You know, what is your community give back that you're doing or one that you would like to do in the future? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, well, for me, um, I've been working with Talented Teen Club for over 10 years. It might be close to 15 years um, at this point. And I believe that um, every child um, has the ability to become whatever it is that they want to become. So when you look at groups like Talented Teen Club that focus on helping the teens um, you know, with self-esteem and confidence and things of that nature, things that I struggled with as a kid, you will probably see me wanting to be a part of something like that. And that's one of the reasons why I love Sean, because she really believes that as well. So it, the two of us just kind of mesh together. But you'll see me doing a lot of organizations like Leaders Recognizing Leaders that's helping, you know, young people develop their leadership skills before they even graduate high school. That is nothing that I was ever taught um, in high school or as a young person. And so it gives them a leg up. Um, I've given scholarships um, out of my own money, you know, to students in Palm Beach County that have recently graduated, you know, to help them out with either, you know, some form of computer or laptop or even their books, you know, because I wanted them to know that, you know, this is a big step. And, you know, here's a little something, but I really wanted to instill in them the fact that when you make it to a certain point, you are to do the exact same thing. And every time I gave that scholarship, I told that child, remember this moment, because in 10, 15 years, when you get to be where you are, all that I asked is that you turn around and you do it for someone else. So I really wanted them to have the experience and know what it's like to receive something so that way they can be a giver at the same time. Mm, that, that goes deep because you deal with entrepreneurs all day who they need your services, but because they may not be free, they'll shy away and not delve too deep on what you can do for them. 
and because they're not givers. And can you talk about, you know, what you see as far as maybe some of the mistakes you see many entrepreneurs making here in South Florida, where if they could just get over that hump, you know, the sky is the, um, it's, it's waiting for them. Yeah. Yeah. I would say the first thing that I see that is a major mistake that sets people up for failure is depending on their friends and family for their business. <laughs> and yeah. I know I just said a mouthful, but your friends and family are just that. They are friends and family. They're not customers or clients. They can become them if they want to. But just because you have a, a large circle of friends and family, if you if that's all that you're depending on to run your business, you're going to be very hurt when they don't when and if they don't support, not to say that they won't. So a lot of people, they get caught up in that because they didn't realize that they needed to go out and actually market to people. So that would be the second thing is learning the sales and marketing skills. I always tell people, regardless of why you got into business, whether it was to impact the world, whether it was to help solve a problem or whether it's to earn a couple extra dollars, you have to remember that you are here to help other people and to impact other people. And you have to market yourself and you have to explain why your product or service is good and why it solves a problem. That is the only way that you can be successful is solving a problem problem. It's not because you need a couple of dollars to buy those Nikes or those Reeboks. I don't even know if they wear Reeboks still anymore. Is that still oh, yeah. a company? Yeah. It is. It is. <laughs> Master people trying to buy them, but you know, now that can go. Yeah. So, you know, people need to remember that sales and marketing, first off, they're two different functions. And a lot of people, they don't want to be a salesperson, right? Oh, I don't want to, because they we hear negative things the same way I told you. I, they didn't want me to be a salesperson, right? So sales is not a bad thing. We sell all the time and we start selling from a very young age. So we need to embrace that. But we also need to know that marketing and sales is two different things. Marketing is not putting up just a post on Facebook and expecting a whole bunch of people to come and knock down your door and do business with you. You have to be able to explain who you are in the marketplace, why you're doing what it is that you're doing. And you have to entice people to want to do business with you. And then the selling part is when you get their attention is converting that in attention into money. That's what it is. And you have to learn those skill sets. And that's what I'm good at. And that's what I teach people. Well, let's talk about the, the marketing because we, we have, I mean, I'm old school with this. I've been doing what I'm doing for, you know, 20 years. I could hear my wife who, when she met me say, that's more than that. Um, but 20, I've been doing this 20 years and it has changed. So you and I have courses online and all the top marketers, you know, they tell me, Kellen, you got to market every day like Grant Cardone, like Gary V. And I say, what happened to the days of the silent man who just created, right? And I can <laughs> put stuff out there. Those days, we're living in the Twilight Zone, the black yeah. and white episode. We're living in black uh, season three, episode one, where it's all about being likable. 
Um, what do you think about where we're going with marketing? You know, everybody has a jet that they sit on the stairs. They have a Rolls Royce that they never get inside because it's somebody else's. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on the way marketing is going right now? Well, listen, I come from old school ways of marketing, too. Um, I think that marketing is going in a really good place because now everybody is trying to market something, right? Um, here's the problem, though. Um, a lot of people are just that. They're great marketers, but they might not have a great product to back it up. So what you see is you have a lot of people that are spending money out there on uh, like coaching services or training programs because a person is sitting by a Rolls Royce that they never get into. So you have to be able to do your due diligence as well. And so that's why you start to see people like myself who are, you know, releasing content, you know, that actually shows you, hey, listen, I actually do this for a living. I do it for real. It's not for play for me on social media. I'm not going to be inside of a Rolls Royce taking a picture because I don't own a Rolls Royce. And so I don't, you know, take pictures by, you know, Rolls Royces or whatever. However, my content will, will be able to tell you like, oh, hey, Jay is serious about what it is that she does. I believe in the outcomes that I provide. I am not just a believer that my marketing is going to grab attention and convert those customers. I focus on the outcomes. So you have to find someone that is outcome-based. So marketing is there. It's going in a really good direction. I love to see what people are doing. People are doing some really creative things, but we have to be smart consumers, right? Because everybody's out there doing something. So, yeah. And, and I love the, the courses and that people, you know, in college, there's people who are wasting their time that they're not getting what they need. And a lot of times it's because you only get what you put in. But you can get it from a course right now and you can be 14 at your house. Your parents may not know, but you can go do the research and go to YouTube University and JoannaWalker.com and say, oh, I can learn that right now. I can be one step ahead of everybody else. Mm -hmm. It's just the, 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 the lies that I have an issue with because everybody wants to be honest, but you're buying something from somebody. Everybody is has a, a deck that says seen on Forbes, CNN, Fox. And it's like, no, you're on Kyle Dundee's backlink. And, you know, that brother's getting his money like others are getting their money. But being a publicist, I know what is real, what is fake, and what's Googleable and what is not. So, um, and, and, and I say that not to just throw Kyle out there because he has a great course on if you want to be a speaker and you know nothing about it, like that course is official. But the other stuff of being seen on, that's not really true. So, you know, buy from people who actually are giving back to the community that aren't selling that. Now, tell the people what you are selling. How can they better themselves with you? The services you have on the beautiful website, links are in the description box, Stephen. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so right now what I have is I have a, a sales and marketing course that focuses on helping you develop your messaging. Because right now, um, because there are so many people out there that are pushing, you know, programs and trainings and coaching services, you know, you really have to be able to show 
um, you know, who it is that, that you, that you are when you are offering a product or service. So I help people with the messaging. Um, I have, a, uh, so basically my program is called the perfect pitch and it's uh, sales conversations that convert. So this is, you know, an eight week program where I walk people through how to get over that, uh, negative thinking about sales um, and being able to help you with the mindset. And then we go in and we break down that sales process. So that way, when you do attract your perfect client and you do get them either on the phone or face-to-face, you know exactly what it is that you have to do in order to get that person to convert if they are convertible. Because remember, not everybody that comes in front of us is going to be um, convertible. So, you know, that's, that's what it is that I do. And I help people become comfortable in their messaging. I help them become consistent because now they want to go out there and have these sales conversations. They don't shy away from them, but I also help them become more competent, right? Because when you know that you have a system of how you're going to convert the sales, the, the sales conversations, now you're converting more and more and more. So where you might have had a a sales conversion of two and 10, now you might be converting six out of 10. And that's where we want to get you to. Now, this is good game. When is the book coming out? Have you started writing it yet? (laughs) You know, everyone asks me about a book. I am not a writer. I am a talker. However... There might be a little something coming out. There might be a little something in the works. So stay tuned and you will be the first to know. Okay. She thought she was going to get away with that answer. So if you're a talker, when is the podcast or the YouTube or the you know TikTok channel where you're giving these great uh, pearls, uh, all pun intended, um, away? <laughs> Well, listen, I am in the process of doing a podcast called Winning with Friends. And uh, actually, I want to talk to you about that when we get off here. But yeah, I'm going to be doing a podcast. I'm going to be doing a lot more. So, you know, I just encourage everybody go to my website. I have a free membership site where you can catch some phenomenal people along with myself training entrepreneurs on how to go out there and make it big in your business, love your business, be successful in your business. Catch me on Facebook. I'm on there all the time, giving little tidbits, answering questions. And the cool thing about it is, is that you can just find me at my first name, last name. That's where you can find me on any form of social media. Um, Even my website, first name, last name, jeanawalker.com. Go there. There's so many resources. There's even free resources on there. I'm talking about things you don't have to pay for are there because I believe in giving people, you know, tools to help them win. So go to the website, check it out. Find me on Facebook, join um, uh, my goals group. I have a goals group full of um, women from all over the world that come on. And every week we're just talking about our goals. I mean, who does that? We do. (laughs) Right. So come on in, join us, be among this greatness. I have a great community that I'm surrounded by. And so that helps me to be successful too. So you don't have to do this thing all by yourself. There's lots of people out there that are just like you that want to be successful, that want to make it big, that have positive um, mindsets. Come on in, join our world. Let's be successful together. 
That is game. And if you do nothing else, I want you to share it. It will change somebody's life. I thank you for coming on. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversify Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit diversifygame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.